0: Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only training and nutrition podcast that takes it way beyond training and nutrition. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me, my co-host, Travis McQueen. And we have a Mindset Monday podcast for you guys. So first and foremost, happy fucking Monday. Yeah. Um, This is Wednesday. Is it Mindset Monday or is it Motivation Monday? I like Mindset Monday or Monday Mindset.
1: I'm just letting you guys know audience he will never decide i've
0: officially no i've officially changed it i've officially decided all right i'm gonna yeah.
1: call you out next time you say motivation monday podcast do, like, it. You- do it please do it because i'm
0: pretty <laughs> I, I was thinking about this after the last time we had this discussion yeah on the podcast saying that i couldn't was fucking, the last episode <laughs> yeah make up my mind for shit but i decided that because i think it's more fitting you know what i mean like although most of them are motivating i think the point is to change your, yeah, yeah, yeah. build your mindset enhance your mindset create more resilient mindset rather than like, cause I don't want people like I always talk about, this isn't like you're going to plug in and inject motivation into you and it's going to fix your problems. Like you got to do the work. Yeah. So I'd rather teach you something to get you to do the work. And if it fires you up in the process, fuck yeah.
1: I think the baseline or the underlying, um, fix is changing your mindset, not just getting
0: motivated. Mm-hmm. I think my motivation should come from within mm. because if it's internal, you control it. Yeah. If it's external, you're relying on other people to motivate you. And
1: I think, like you've said before, I think my uh, motivation is a little cliche. Yeah. And I think mindset fits our value and um, our values of TCM and our uh, kind of our message. Yeah. You know. I agree.
0: If if personal development Monday sounded cool, we'd probably use <laughs> yeah, that. There we go.
1: <laughs> but yeah, but that goes hand in hand with mindset. I think. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's, that's I mean.
0: I think uh, I was talking to somebody about that um, just the other day, but it's like we, I think it was one of the people from the challenge that ended up coaching with us. And it was just like what we do. Cause they were like, I, I don't think the whole conversation was they didn't have a goal. They're like, mm. I want to do nutrition coaching, but I don't have a specific goal. And the whole thing was like, look, coaching is about getting better period. So we're going to direct you on nutrition and training. And you might develop a goal as we go through that. Cause sometimes we have to show people how to find the right goals but more than anything, it still is personal development. And there's a lot of coaching companies that do not have the personal development element to them because, uh, like we've talked about on the podcast, they don't go as deep in the conversations. They don't, um, they're afraid to ask those questions, to dig a little bit deeper, to get emotional, to do the things that are required to get somebody to change their mind, change their life, change their actions, change their habits. And those are the things that are outside of training and nutrition that play a big role on training and nutrition. great, you know, Amongst other things. Yeah. Life. But yeah,
1: dope. All right. Well, today um, I have a few different just topics that I'm going to um, questions, topics, call what you want. And I'm going to uh, ask Cody and he's going to give us his feedback. Dope. His thoughts. And I have no idea what they are. I have
0: an idea about one, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to ask that one. <laughs> All right. So um, first off, we're going to kick it off with explain... To us, your opinion on the power of vis, vis, whoa, whoa, here we go. Visualization. Oh, um, what it can do, how it can be powerful, what it can help
0: you achieve. Yeah. I think that this is one where, um, some people, uh, talk shit on it for lack of better terms because, and I'm a big fan of it, but I think some people, it's, it depends on how you take the context because visualization with, I think we've talked about this visualization without action. Is just thinking about shit, right? So like if I visualize success, I'm not going to be successful, but if I visualize success and the actions associated, and then I do the fucking actions, okay, I will be successful. And a lot of times it's the visualization which guide me to the success. Does that make sense?
1: Say that last sentence again.
0: The visualization guides me towards the success. So I'm big on visualization. That's how I do my meditation every single morning for five to 10 minutes. Music eyes closed. I just sit there and I visualize. I usually pick a a, a certain aspect of life, a certain scenario, a certain time. And I focus on that visualization. So, um, this morning specifically was about tomorrow Mm because tomorrow we have the team Mm meetup day one. And that's my day to do my thing, right? No guest speaker, no fun activities, just me leading the team. So my visualization was me standing in front of the team. What am I going to talk about? How am I going to present it? How is my body, my posture, my, my tone of voice, my attitude, my energy? Because all of those things are going to influence the way people receive things. Yeah. They, they're going to influence the way people um, open up. They're, it's going to influence the way people ask questions. It's going to influence how motivated they get, right? It's going to open up their minds. How am I going to present certain topics to get them to give me their feedback more? Those are all visualizations. That's going to make me more successful tomorrow. But if I just didn't show up tomorrow... <laughs> or if I showed up and I, like, scratched the ideas or I was too scared to ask the questions I want to ask or, or pitch the vision I want to pitch, the visualization served no purpose. It's a, it's a mental masturbation, they call it, which is basically just, like... Wow, touche. I mean, it's already good get graphic, but jerking off to your thoughts. Yeah. You're just thinking about cool shit and you're not doing anything about it. Yeah. Hopefully nobody's listening in their car with their kids right now. Yeah. Apologies if you are, because I know some of you guys do. Um, but the point is in... Uh, <laughs> Side note, I just thought of this because I was voicemailing uh, somebody from the UK yesterday. And they s- kept saying, take a piss. Yeah. I didn't get it. It's, like- a, it's it's some kind of slang. I'm waiting for him to respond to me because I sent him a voicemail last night. And I was like, dude, you said like, you didn't want, he was like, ah, I don't want to bullshit your waste of time. Like, you know, take a piss. I was like, what? Um, yeah. And uh, I'm not going to say who because, I mean, I've known matter. him for years. But like, point being, I'm just like, I, I missed you back. I was laughing. I was like, bro, you got to tell me what take a piss means because- yeah doesn't mean what I think you think it means to me, but, um, anyway, I think that visualization is great if you follow it with action. I think that's the biggest thing. Cause you know, for me, like when I sit there and visualize big plans for the future, um, what I've visualized a lot lately is, uh, over the last, like during the 30 day challenge, what I was using as my visualization a lot for whatever reason, I think it just naturally was what I wanted to think about and really try to get clarity on was this team meetup in five years. It's like, okay, like I know how this one's gonna go because I know where we're at right now, but what's it gonna look like in three to five years? You know what I mean? So to me, if I can visualize that, it kind of paints a different picture of where we're going because then I can, one, start seeing with more clarity where we wanna go and two, it becomes a little more possible Yeah, because literally. I can see myself doing it, you know? And that's where like, how big is the team? Who are we working with? Where are we at at that point? Like from not only like uh team member revenue perspective, but also like, where are we doing the meetup? Is it here? Are we going off to a remote location? Like, what are we doing there? So visualizing that determines how big the vision is. And when I see myself in the big vision, it becomes, it com- becomes a reality. It's not just like daydreaming anymore. It's like, I'm really putting myself there. If I do that, it allows me to go to my journal and write out short-term goals, action steps, new habits, new content ideas, uh, things that I need to lead the team on, things that I need to translate to you or Brittany to create within the company. Now, all of a sudden, I have a blueprint. I yeah. have a map, a GPS to get there. Without that visualization session, I would not be able to do any of that. You know? So I think um, if for nothing else, I think visualization is great for developing more self-belief. In removing self-doubt because you're putting yourself in a position greater than you are right now. Totally. You know, um, I but agree, it, but it's to create clarity. Yeah. I think, uh, and I think you should, you should pick different situations in life, but you should pick a situation and you should meditate or visualize on it like time and time and time. And I do think you have to couple it with visualization because you can't just be walking around looking at stuff and still thinking about you, I mean, you can, but it works better if you, if you're using it as a, a way to meditate and uh, and then journal afterwards so you can put it on paper and remember it and then sit on that and do it again tomorrow and then again the next day and again the next day until you're just so certain that that's what's going to happen that it's no longer a vision or a dream. It's just that's
1: what I'm working towards. Yeah,
0: that's one year from now or two years from yeah. now, whatever it is. Um, and I do the same thing, you know, like once I get real clear on that, it's moving the next thing, whether it's fatherhood, uh, being a husband, better husband, a leader, physicality, like yeah. where I'm going with my body, whatever it is. Totally. So. Cool.
1: All right. So we'll go to the next one. Um, so what would you say to someone that says they are immune, immune to insecurities? In other words, provide, provide ways or tactic tactics to combat or face criticism.
0: They're immune to
1: cr- insecurity. Like They've had like say someone is, has insecurity for some reason, but they're immune to it because it's always happened.
0: It's just the way it is, uh, you
1: know. Like they're immune. Okay. okay. Immune. Mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I was taking it as like I don't have any insecurities. Like oh, no. like I'm like they're immune to criticism. They're yeah. immune to. They're so used to that it's like the norm. Being yeah. insecure yeah. about whatever. Um, that makes more sense. I think that you know. Number one, the the first piece of advice I would give is I would ask the individual who to name one to three people that they look up to. Like, what are what are one to three people that are the epitome of success to you? Mm. And the reason I would do that is because the person that they are looking at as the epitome of success is also somebody who went through insecurities, who went through self-doubt. So, For example, I've had, and by no means am I the epitome of success, but I've had younger trainers ask me how I got uh, over self-doubt or insecurities or how I got confident to do videos and talk on camera and shit like that. Yeah. And there's no good advice besides I just did it while I was insecure and while I was kind of timid or while I was... Breaking through that barrier. Yeah. I was, I doubted myself, but I just did it anyway. And eventually I became less doubtful, and more confident and a lot of times, and even sharing like, I still have self-doubt and I still have insecurities and I still have uh, imposter syndrome sometimes. And then seeing them go, what? No way. Like, there's no way you do. I'm like, of course I fucking do. Everybody does. We're humans. It's just new levels, new devils, right? You grow here. Now I have imposter syndrome about this place I'm at. And then I grow through it and I succeed to the next level. And I'm going to have imposter syndrome about being at that level. Every single level, you are going to have it. If you don't have Insecurity at all, if you don't have imposter syndrome at all, if you never have self-doubt, I actually think you're technically a narcissist. Like literally. Mm. Do you know what a narcissist is? No. I mean I do. It's a like, type of psych psychopath, essentially. Oh. I mean you literally don't have emotions to okay. an extent, right? You don't have uh like guess
1: uh, hate like a sociopath.
0: So soci- maybe that's what I'm thinking of, okay. sociopath. Okay. Um You're not normal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you, if, if that's the case, you know, and I think, uh, um, and it's okay that it's funny because everybody listens to podcasts, I guarantee is like, yeah, I mean, I have insecurities. Yeah. Like I would assume, you know, um, and I, and honestly, the only way you don't is if you're not stepping out of your comfort zone. I was
1: going to say you're stagnant or
0: you're very stagnant. You're not chasing your goals. You're not taking action. Um, and I get it. Nothing's challenging you. Nothing's challenging you. And maybe every time you do go to challenge yourself, you get insecure and you stop and you go back to what's comfortable, you know, and that's a problem, yeah. um, which in that case you would have insecurities, you'd have insecurities about challenging yourself Touché. in general because you have lack of confidence. So I think that, um, for the most part, you just have to, you just have to do it. Like this is just the way it is. It's not a thing. So like people who say like, oh, I can't lose weight. This is just the way I was born. No, it's not. People who say, oh, I can't be successful, like, my environment's like, no, it's not. That's not the case. You can, like, it it sounds very, like, woo-woo. You can do anything. Literally do anything. Like, can you do anything to the greatest ability? Not always. I can't be a pro basketball player. I never will be. But I can go play basketball. I can get better at basketball. I can go do things. Like, and don't take that with an uh, an exaggeration, obviously. There's certain cases that are just fucking ridiculous, and you have to use logic to be like, okay, like, I'm not going to go. Again, I'm not going to go be a pro basketball player. But the things that we're insecure about usually aren't those things. I'm not insecure about basketball because I'm not out here trying to be a pro basketball player. And if we go play pick a ball, everyone knows I'm going to suck. But that's I don't care. (laughs) I don't claim to be a basketball player. But if you're not chasing your fat loss goals because you're insecure, that's a problem. If you're not chasing your business goals because you're insecure or you're timid or you um, have uh, uh, imposter syndrome or anything like that, that's a problem. Like there's no reason why you can't go do those things. So if, if you just assume that this is just the way it is and you're just accepting the insecurity, you're not reading the right things. You're not listening to the right things. You're not challenging yourself enough. You're not taking action. You're not putting yourself in the right environment. You have to start consuming more positive things. Yeah. Period. Like read a positive book. Usually a fictional book does the best with this, like a story about like the alchemist or um, the energy bus is a good one. Different ones that are, it's about positivity. It's about chasing your dreams. The dream giver is another good one. Read things that are going to be positive. Listen to things that are positive. Uh, Watch things that are positive. Listen to podcasts that are positive. Surround yourself with people that are positive, not people that put you down. Um, And start slow and just start doing things that are going to take you out of your comfort zone. Um, Because it's, it's. That's bullshit. I still, I still don't think don't immune lie. to it is the isn't the right word because immune to it would be in my in, the way I look at that is like if I'm immune to it, I just it doesn't even phase me.
1: That's dude. I was just gonna not interrupt you, but the next thing I was gonna say is if you're immune to insecurities, are those insecurities even bothering you? Like you said, like if you're immune to them, are they even a thing? That's what I mean. Like, yeah. are the insecurities even a insecurity if they're not bothering you?
0: Like. I don't think so. Otherwise it'd be an oxymoron, you know. It's like uh oh yeah. Um if if it's not bothering me, it's not insecurity. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so I an think an insecurity there's if it, if something's bothering you and it's an insecurity, then
1: goddamn. How do I say this? Yeah. If, if it's an insecurity, it bothers you cuz yeah, that's what an insecurity is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But it's just how do you combat yeah. or how do you overcome these insecurities yeah some people when i when i hear immune to insecurities you you're you not they're not bothering you enough to want to change it mm-hmm. or 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 get rid of it yeah get rid of uh i think by what you just explained it, getting rid of it is by doing all those uh, those yeah.
0: tactics yeah working through it i mean at the end of the day and that's a that's a pfft. like the whole it's like it's the you know what do you do when you fall off horse? You get back on, right? Yeah. You won't know. Like you have to fall off the horse to learn, right? You have to. The only way you're gonna realize that the insecurity isn't as scary as it as it seems in your head, or isn't as bad as it seems, is if you if you give into, if you fail, if you take action, if you go through it, right? When when you're like, tip your toe in the water and it's cold as fuck, and you're like sitting on the edge forever, and then you find somebody pushes you in, you're you're in the pool, and you're like, ah, this it's not bad, let's swim. You know what I mean? When you're a kid and you're avoiding the lake because it's cold. And then your dad or brother, in my case, just fucking throws you in. And then you're swimming for an hour. It's not that bad because your body adapts to it. And it's like, oh, it's cold for a sec. And then it's fine. Just jump in the fucking water. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't tiptoe in. Yeah. Jump in. Um, it's the same thing with anything. If you're going to learn how to skateboard, better get ready to fall. Yep. You're going to fall. Period. Right? If anything, you do anything, you're going to fail. But once you fail, you realize it's just not that bad. Yeah. And usually insecurities are around judgment. You realize people just don't judge you that much when you fall. It's not that big of a deal. Um, And then the other side of it is like you realize that the fall didn't hurt so bad. Right? Because if skateboarding is the analogy, the falls I've had that have hurt the worst is when I'm doing something over a 10 set of stairs. That's a big gap. Yeah. Fucking hurts. But guess what? You know how many ollies I did before I tried to ollie a 10 set? Yeah. I wasn't scared of the 10 set. Anymore, but if I tried my first ollie over a ten set, yeah, I would fucking hurt. Yep. Right. But what did I do? I did an ollie flat ground. Then I did an ollie off a curb. Then I did an ollie off a jump. Then I did an ollie off a three stair. And then a four stair. You know, I worked up, and eventually I was doing tricks over a five to ten stair. But it was from years of doing different things, so the fall didn't seem so scary because I started with a smaller fall. So just take action on something little. You're gonna fail. It's not gonna be that big of a deal. And then you're not going to be that insecure about it because you're like, actually, now I just feel stupid because it was not that big of a deal. Yeah, depending on the thing. Yeah, you know. Damn, for sure. I think that's. I mean, to me, that's that's where like the only way, the only way to get anywhere to or to do anything or overcome any fear or or, or work through any self doubt is literally it's action. It's always action. Damn. Because action is how you fail and how you learn. Action is also how you win and succeed. It's
1: so action is the is the answer to. Facing criticism,
0: taking action. Facing criticism is different than insecurities, in my opinion. Ooh. Facing criticism is letting go of your ego and accepting criticism. It's how you perceive it. Because I well, can depends get. Depends cri- on what kind of criticism is it, right? But Not, I can get. God, cri- you're fucking ugly, or hey. But I think you should do this. To it's to- the same thing as the ollie, though. It is the exact same thing because when I'm olling on flat ground, my criticism is from my brother. Doesn't mean that much. When I'm olling off a ten stair, I got the whole skate park looking at me. Yeah, because it's a ten stair. And, I, and this is actually a true story, because I remember learning a skateboard in front of my house, and then I remember doing a nollie over a ten stair at a skate park, which is a switch reverse, So yeah. you're going backwards, over a ten stair. The whole fucking park was waiting for me to do it, because I claimed I'm going to do a fucking nollie over this ten stair. Now all my friends the skate are watching, yeah. and yeah. then some of the other skate park dudes, and I got the scooter kids watching, I'm like, damn, if I fall, I'm going to look stupid. And there's more people to say shit to me. Yeah. So the criticism coming from it is more diverse, and it's going to hurt more, because I don't know that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So on, I have I have people that are quote unquote influencers or or celebrities, and I've talked to them about this because their criticism and their comments is out of this world. Yeah, picking apart their fucking toes and shit because they wore sandals, and it's like, first of all, who the hell has time to do that? It's crazy, <laughs> but they weren't getting that criticism when they had a thousand followers. Yeah, you know what I mean? So as you grow, you 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 learn how to accept those things because it comes in doses yeah, and the dose grows as,
1: and call it your followers or call it what you want, but your audience, Mm -hmm. whether whatever way it may be, there's going to come with not positive audience.
0: hundred percent. So there's some criticism that is just, you just ignore. But by the time you get to the criticism that you need to ignore, you already know how to ignore it. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. So the criticism for most people listening to this, um, besides those probably clients have, talk to about it and anybody else on their caliber even for me and us like I get some hate and feedback on some shit that is just ridiculous and I just don't let it get to me because at this point I'm like whatever yeah but you know originally it was more of an egotistical thing because people giving me criticism it was actually constructive feedback or if it's a client who's actually upset it might hurt but I can either be a punk about it and have my ego and puff my chest or I can stop slow down remove my ego and go what can i learn from this situation to be better because obviously something is bugging this person or if it's a social media thing well did i say something wrong in this yeah i had somebody reach out to me about this because somebody was criticizing their content about uh, meal timing and what they said and they asked for my opinion he was like hey can you read this post and tell me like this is what somebody's saying so I read the post and I hit him DM'd it back and I just said, honestly, they're probably considering this, which was chrononutrition. And I was like, chrononutrition is a pretty new topic. It's been researched pretty heavily though, and it's showing that meal timing's a little bit different than we thought it was a couple of years ago. And this is what I would look into. You know, kudos to him, because he didn't freak out on the person. He stopped. He asked somebody who he respected, who maybe has more experience than him, got that feedback, and now he's probably going down a different path and he's gonna be able to handle that comment a little bit better and more productively and then probably create better content because of it totally that's a good way to handle criticism but you can't have an ego in that situation if that's the case yeah you know what i mean it's just you can't yep. um so that's i mean that's where i think like criticism i think has a lot more to do with the ego and uh the insecurities has a lot more to do with action because you're doubting yourself most of the time um, and it goes back we talked about this on a recent podcast but usually insecurities come from judgment and it's either judgment of yourself which is lack of self-belief, or it's judgment of others, which is either A, a story you're creating in your head, which is actually a reflection of your own self-judgment and uh, self-disbelief in yourself, and you're projecting it onto other people. So that's where, like, you go to the gym and you think poorly about yourself, so you're assuming everybody else around you is thinking poorly. Agreed. Or it's a dickhead that you don't even want in your life who has no better time but to talk shit to you, so you have to ignore it. Mm You should be like, okay, well, you're a piece of shit, so I'm going to move on Mm -hmm. and do good and that's where you go back to your environment. Surround yourself with good people.
1: Yeah. I hate to say that, like, social media criticism is so powerful to people's insecurities, you know? But um, It is. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: It's absolutely crazy.
1: And I think most of the people, I want to say most, but I, I want to say all, but I think most of the people that do that on social media are hurting. You know what I mean? Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. They're just... You know, that's just the the rule of thumb in life. You know, if, if you're if you're a dick to someone, you're just breaking them down, whether it be in fitness, nutrition, yeah. or in life, because you're pissed off about something.
0: Yeah, 100%. And some people are just, they're just fucking assholes. Yeah. You know? They don't have, I always, like, if, if somebody's saying something to you and it angers you, stop and consider what they're actually doing, and usually it'll turn that anger into you feel sorry for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, the way I always, like, first it triggers me, and then I stop at thinking, I'm like, man you got the time to sit here and say this to me. Yeah. You got to be saying this to a bunch of other people. Yeah. Which means that like I saw uh, somebody commenting on a post of some uh, good friend of mine. He was basically like saying not good friend of mine, but somebody I know in the industry and was uh, saying like he was on steroids and shit, which I don't think he is, but he could be. Who knows? Who cares? But he was like saying that. And then somebody commented below and was like, dude, give it up. Like this, like this is your third fake account that you've created. Just talk shit on this person. And I was just like, who has time to do that? And it's, yeah. like, the same name with, like, a different number at the end. Doing it every time. I'm like, I just feel bad for you. Like, what kind of life do you have that that's what you get fulfillment out of? Yeah. Like, one, if you get fulfillment out of putting people down, that's crazy. Number two, if you have the time to do it to people on the internet, yeah, you don't even have people around you to put down. So you find people on the internet. Jeez. Like, dude, that's ridiculous. But it, do, but it does influence people, and it's sad. And, and even I have to, like... I mean, I think about that. Like, you sent me all those photos uh, yesterday, and I, uh, not yesterday as this was air, is it this podcast mm-hmm. airing? But I was getting ready to post some, and I even thought about it. And I'm like, I'm not lean enough to post this. Like, I'm li- like, literally, that's what goes through your head because the people, like, at my caliber in the industry, are sh- sometimes shredded, and that's mm-hmm. like the standard that you fucking put on yourself because you compare yourself to others. And then I, I'm good about it now, and I stop and go, this is ridiculous, and I just post it, right? And then what are the comments? You look fucking yoked and yeah, like, yeah, and I'm yeah. like. It's literally in my head. Yep. And I'm not shredded like some of the guys that I compare myself to, but it, it doesn't matter. Not, that's not an issue. Yeah. And the people that we work with don't relate to those people because they're shredded year-round. Yeah. <laughs> I'm way more realistic. But, yeah, no, I think cool. that's – Yeah. So,
1: you, side subject, you can turn the podcast off if you don't care about skateboarding, but <laughs> – <laughs>
0: You're doing 10 stairs? Yeah. Jesus, dude. Yeah, dude, I got serious for a while. I knollied, uh and only the Milton ones, too. That one's an eight stair, I think. Yeah.
1: That was like three or four. But.
0: Oh, no. Really? Yeah. That's uh, easily like seven Like coming eight. from the half, uh, the, yeah. the
1: bowl two down?
0: Yep. Dope. Yeah. I remember seven that. seven or eight. Yeah. Um, Damn. Yeah. That's that one was sick. That was sick. Props. It's cool, too, because, like, you cruise over the little see, pyramid thing. I'd love come to in.
1: see some video of that. Not that I don't. I knew you I don't were
0: think I, a we, G, but. I don't think we had uh, camera phones back then. I had like the Nokia that you played Snake on. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh yeah, the brick. We had uh we had flip cams back then, I think. Yeah. But um, I remember oh, on rollerblades. You remember the huge rail there, Milton? Yeah, like on the big bank, the huge bank, the one that mm-hmm. nobody touched really. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I did three or four tricks on that on my rollerblades down the whole fucking rail. Yeah, that's a different story. But. It is, but that's <laughs> a but that is a massive yeah, rail. That's dope. Um, I did the ledge at the park at Hylobos. You remember you remember oh, yeah. Street where Justin Smith lived and d- I used to live yeah. and Jordan Harriet? Yeah. At the top those that, that park. I hit those, that ledge yeah. right into the road. That was sick. Dude, we were serious. Vinny did a bunch of shit over the Milton stairs. He was mm. he was better than I was. Damn. Nolly's the only thing I did, but
1: all right, well we'll wrap this up. Um good podcast, guys. Have a great, great Monday. And uh, we'll talk to you on I'll talk to you
0: on Friday. Yeah, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday, I assume. So